Well, hello, and welcome back to the Marriage Strong Initiative podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Melissa. And we are so excited to be here. We are a branch of the Pastor Strong Initiative here in San Antonio, Texas, which is also a ministry of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Ah, second week I got it together. Man, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> it's so hard to do that. It really is. The BGCT for short, but I can't say BGCT because then people don't know what BGCT is. So I got to say Baptist General Convention of Texas. Rant over. Yes. <laughs> All right. Very so, long. Very long. Uh, and so we are here as a ministry uh, here to encourage pastors and their wives uh, to be able to grow in their marriage. And at the same time, we recognize, hey, marriage is good for everybody. And so if you're not a pastor sure or is. yeah, if you're just a lay person and you are just wanting to grow in your marriage with your spouse, this this podcast is for you as well, too. And so we're excited that y'all are here to join, join us again on another episode. And so first and foremost, let's start. Melissa, you did have have a uh, pastor's wife dinner this past week or last week. That's correct. We did. It was just this past Thursday night. We postponed it a week because we had our uh, marriage retreat not too long ago. Um, So it was it was a little bit smaller. So we went out to dinner. So it was a little bit uh, unconventional. We went out to dinner and we did a little shopping. So small group, but we had so much fun. So uh, just a time of fellowship and relaxation and just networking and just praying over each other in the upcoming holiday season. Yeah, that's really cool. And I know you guys, are you going to have one in December? We are going to have an event. Um, We're going to go to Board and Brush Mm -hmm. instead of uh, getting together for our usual fellowship. We're going to go and have a time of time of fellowship at Board and Brush here in San Antonio, and we're going to make a project for Christmas. Oh, that's going to be really exciting. So uh, how much space do you have for that? Um, we have 20 spots, and mm-hmm. I believe we're about half full. All right. So there's still time to sign up. If y'all would like to know more information about it, you can always uh, message mm-hmm. Melissa on Facebook, and she'd love to tell you more and get you a part of that. So yep. uh, really cool stuff. And I know there's going to be a Pastor Strong luncheon in December as well too so it's kind of interesting because you kind of hit these holiday seasons and things seem to really slow down a whole lot and that's okay too oh, the pastor strong luncheon oh the pastor strong luncheon for the guys so i was gonna say the ladies is in place of ours is going to be the the fellowship yeah event it, but it's, yes it always tends to slow down but speaking of holidays we got thanksgiving that is like tomorrow <laughs> it, is, it is and you are already in thanksgiving mode i am i've been in the kitchen all afternoon i know and you are and it's starting to smell delicious so i'm gonna ask you what dish are you most excited about for this thanksgiving well i'm excited about all the dishes because they're all of my grandmother's recipes that have been passed down from generation to generation so i love cooking thanksgiving in honor mm. of my grandmother but I i'm love adding you cooking thanksgiving in honor of <laughs> your grandmother too but i am adding a new one this year that um we haven't done before. It's homemade cranberry sauce. I've always wanted to try it. Um, and I know that one year I forgot the canned cranberry, cranberries. They were in the refrigerator and I forgot to open them. And it was, you know. Thanksgiving was ruined. Protesting it was, all the way around. It was ruined. But um, so bad. I am attempting homemade cranberry sauce this year. That's already made. It's it's in the refrigerator, and I've tasted it, and it's actually it's turned out really yeah, delicious. I had a taste of it as well too, and I was delightfully surprised. I mean, I love me my canned cranberry. <laughs> so disgusting. I hate canned cranberries. That is like the last vestige of box thanksgiving that i had since we've been married i know <laughs> we, i finally have got you off like all homemade it stuff is everything now. from scratch yes. there is not a single single 
store-bought item. No, it, it's all it from is scratch. all scratch. And I mean, I, I am just so amazed that that is something that you do is that, uh, and you really introduced me to is <laughs> is <laughs> scratch is is scratch Thanksgiving. Uh, everything like homemade. And I mean, I mean, you could make an argument. Well, technically, it's like all homemade, but it was like, but none of it is box stuff. It is like straight up like even you, the cream the cream of soups are all homemade. Yeah, they're all homemade. And I mean, that did me just like Thanksgiving that like just that just wows me to no end and so to me I feel like Thanksgiving is all about me so like every all the family can come over but it's really about me for Thanksgiving <laughs> You are so selfish. It's supposed to be about being giving thanks, honey. Well, I am, th- I am thankful that you made me a homemade Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's what I'm thankful for. Uh, but I'm just so impressed with that. And yes, the cranberry, so- the canned cranberry jelly was the last yeah. vestige of box stuff. And I, I mean, I love that stuff. I mean, you could do both and I'd eat both of it. I, I uh, do have the jar, the can, and they're just beyond the safe side in case. case it didn't turn well, out. But it, it, I think it did turn out. In fact, I'm going to go make another batch because I don't think the single batch that I made is going to be enough. Well, it was really good. So I'm super excited about that. And I know that there's everyone else here is already getting ready for Thanksgiving as well, too. And so it's going to be good times, loads of good stuff. And I'm just super excited about it. It is going to be a lot of fun. I cannot, I can't wait. I mean, I, I can wait to get up so early to put the turkey in the oven, but you know. I'll get up with you. I'm good about that. I know. You'll have the coffee ready. That's right. That's what's, that's your job tomorrow mm-hmm. is keep the coffee flowing. If, you, if you're going to get up at 530 to make a turkey, I can get up and make the coffee. It's, yeah. It's a good you, switch. You can make the coffee. <laughs> so, so uh, I guess today what we're going to be talking about is uh, we've promised to be talking about what we learned at our Pastor's Strong retreat a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And well, honey, what did we learn about our retreat? Well, we, well, let's just go ahead and just do a quick review. So we had author Gary Thomas come and leave. Uh, our retreat and it was really awesome and he has multiple I guess what do you call conferences it's probably maybe multiple Mm -hmm. conferences that he can do and so that was a little like overwhelming I was not prepared for that and so I had to choose which one. And so I, that was a very big daunting. That, that was a tough decision. <laughs> yeah, that was a very tough decision because like the make or break was on me. All right. It really was. And so I looked at all the different ones and I haven't read all of Gary's stuff yet, but I think I got almost every book of Gary's. I, I do believe you do. <laughs> yeah, now, now I do. Uh, but the one I had read, I had read uh, Sacred Marriage, which is great. That's kind of the book that put him on on the uh, just put him on the on the mark basically. And, but that's the one I thought everyone had read. So the one that he kind of came out, the next book that he came out was A Lifelong Love. And that is actually really, truly his marriage first, what you'd call his first marriage book. A lot of people would say it's sacred marriage, but the truth is sacred marriage is actually more about spiritual formation and how marriage is spiritual formation for your growth in Jesus Christ. So uh, it, it's in so many ways, it's, a, I would say, a non-traditional marriage book. Uh, but he did write A Lifelong Love, which was really about marriage in that way and growing it. And so I was like, you know, what? I read that book. I remember it. It was good. And I'm thankful I chose it because there was one session that he did. And I go, man, that is why I chose this this conference for him to do. And so I was super appreciative. And I know everyone who was there was very appreciative as well, too. And so it was really great. It was really wonderful. 
And I mean, I think that was just phenomenal. So if you have not read that book, A Lifelong Love, you definitely do need to read it. So we basically got the fire hydrant <laughs> of A Lifelong yes. Love uh, yes. and everyone would do well to read it. So we just thought we would talk a little bit about what maybe some some few things we, we, we need to incorporate into our lives, some stuff we learn, maybe some things reinforce. So, I mean, first and foremost, from this the, this retreat, what did you, what was one thing you learned and you wanted to incorporate? For me, it was, I was created for this. I was created to be your partner through the good, through the bad, through the ugly, through our entire married journey. I was created for this. And he was telling of one story. And for me, it really, it really spoke to me um, that it, it was a story in his book where um, this couple was going through a really hard time and the her husband was really um, under under fire a lot, and the wife just answered the phone one day, and you know this person on the other end was just really berating her husband, and she finally just told him, "Was like, no, you cannot get to my husband. You are not talking to him anymore. Enough is enough." And she hung up the phone. She went mama bear. <laughs> she went mama bear on this other person, and it's like that. That's my job. I am. I'm your gatekeeper to make sure that as your spouse that I'm protecting you and that I'm taking care of you, not just in, you know, in happy times, but also in hard times. And that to me was, I'm created for this. That's my job. I'm, I'm, I love you in every time of our life and every time of our marriage. And that to me just dawned on me that, huh, I can do that. I can protect you in that way. I can tell people off. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. You know. Y'all better not get on Melissa's bad side, y'all. <laughs> she will eat you. But, and I will let her. But, you know, that to me spoke volumes in that sense that that was, that was, was, was great. But it's also, I was created for another purpose that when we are to a point in our life to where I have to be your caretaker mm. too. When we get to a point to where you can't take care of yourself and I become more your nursemaid than your wife, mm. I'm created for this. That's my, that's my task. Mm. And it's because I love you that I do it. And I, God enables me to do that. And I'm doing it out of love. I'm created for this. Um, yeah, it's a real... I appreciate how he kind of brought that into light because it's a real, it's an, it's a wonderful understanding of what Paul says in Ephesians chapter two, where he says, uh, we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, uh, beforehand to walk in them mm -hmm. and a good work that we were all created for that God purposed for us, God purposed for you, God purposed for me was to be married to each other. And I don't think when we read that text, we don't think about, our spouses. Mm -mm. And I think that's really unfortunate because I always say whenever you read scripture, the first person that should come to mind when it talks, when, when you experience commands, uh, when there's calls to repentance is you should always think of your, your family first. Mm -hmm. uh, always think about how this applies to your spouse, how this applies to your kids, because these are people you live in relation with 24 mm seven. -hmm. And so the fact that I am, I like God, and I love that you, I love that you pointed out is that that God created you 
to be married to me. <laughs> and God created me to be married to you. And that is a good work. And he equips us for that good work mm-hmm. so that we can do those good works. And I mean, and that's the work we need. Through to, every season. Th- yeah, through every season. And it's definitely one we know that we definitely need to be reminded of that when we are dealing with the difficult seasons, because I think the the, the temptation is always to say, well, I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, no, actually you, you did sign up for this. And not only did you sign up for it, you're actually created for it. And God is going to equip you to be able to do this work uh, so that in the end he can get the glory. So that was really neat there. Yep. Well, what about you, honey? What, what did you take away from the conference? So for me, one thing I took away was not measuring love by what I don't do. Hmm. I really appreciate how Gary talked about that, that sometimes the, the way we measure things, and not just love, but things in general by, by the things we don't do. And I, and I just was like, wow, you know, that is so true. And I love how he talked about that because when you – when you, I mean, it, it never goes well – when you only measure stuff by the things you don't do. So it never bodes well when you measure love by what I don't do. In fact, I think all that really does is that that actually encourages a very passive love. Uh, at the same time, I also believe that create that can create a very... Um, I know when maybe you're in an argument and you're upset set up your spouse... And yet you can really easily go to a place to be like, well, why are they mad at me? I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm the best guy in the world. And so I feel like when you start measuring things by, by what you don't do, that's a real recipe to kind of build up this pride in your life. Mm-hmm. And to very look at your spouse and make you make you make make you think t- to yourself to believe the lie that they're not grateful for you uh, at the same time to make you to believe the lie that you could do better <laughs> uh, because you could say to yourself, man, anyone would be lucky to be married to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you recognize if you're doing only doing love by what measuring your love for your spouse by what you don't do, it's really just a passive bare minimum <laughs> like you're really doing the bare minimum of of love and and honestly and no and you don't get props for doing the bare minimum I, I you know that's something i've 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 told my girls uh, our girls is like you don't you don't get props for just doing what you're already supposed to be doing you, you know it's it's taking the initiative it's not it's being active not passive uh it's it's getting yourself involved uh the you know the there's expectations and so yes thank you for meeting expectation but at the same time you you got other things you must be doing and so I, to me, that was just like, wow, uh, yeah, where in my life am I, am I measuring by what I'm not doing? And I really need to be measuring by my love by what I should be doing. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Um, man, that's, that's, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't ready for that, were you? I was not. I was not ready for that one. Um, no, I I agree with everything you said. Man, did I just like mic drop it? Did I just do that? Yes, Man, yes, you wow, did. Wow, just mic drop it on there. So, uh, and maybe just a little throw in there. To so, what do we measure love by? I mean, go back to what the Apostle Paul says. You know, what is love? Baby, don't hurt. No, it's not that. Okay, <laughs> I always think about that. Uh, you know, where love is patient, love is kind, uh, love does not hold grudges you know it doesn't boast that's that's what defining love Mm -hmm. is and so when i want to measure my love for you 
I definitely need to be going that that and that's active. Love is a verb, okay? Love is yes. active. It's movement. It's progression. It's it's take it's initiative. It's flowing. Yeah, it's flowing. Uh, and so when I look about how I can show love to you, I need and 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 measuring love, I need to measure it by that biblical standard of what's defined as love and ultimately Jesus as sacrificial love mm-hmm. in that way. Not by not by the things I don't do, okay? Uh, because I can not do things and be like, I'm a pretty awesome guy. And I'm like, well, that's that almost makes me like everybody else. And I'm not called to be like everybody else. I'm called to be like Christ. And so I want to totally focus in on that. So maybe what was what what was another thing you picked up that you you wanted to that you learned that want to incorporate into our marriage? Well, this one's going to sound funny, but <laughs> what is a spider I can kill? All right. Well, um, I guess one I should be killing spider. I mean, if we're going to go into those gender uh, yes. norms, I guess I'm yes. I'm supposed to be the bug killer, but you can be the bug killer in our marriage yes. if you'd like to. I'm not going to be spider. Yeah, yeah. You can kill spider. I mean, they're freaky. Okay, I'm not about spiders either way, so I don't feel bad if Melissa kills a spider for me. Okay, that's all good stuff. But I don't think we're talking about physical spiders, mm-hmm. are we? We are not talking yeah. about physical, physical spiders. spiders, even though we're not against killing. No, <laughs> killing however, that tarantula that ran across my foot was really yeah. freaky. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you elaborate on a little bit? What is What was Gary talking about when he was saying, like, killing spiders for your spouse? Well, killing spiders for your spouse is talking about traumas. So many times um, what we don't stop to think about is we each come into our marriage with a trauma or multiple traumas that happened before we met, before mm. we got married. And we may – so – we may do things that bring up a memory of that trauma and we don't even realize it. So what is it that we are doing that may invoke that thought in our spouse to bring up that trauma? And how do we stop doing that to protect our spouse? Mm. So for instance, um, if you enjoy a drink every now and then, but your spouse grew up with an alcoholic father mm. and the smell of alcohol on their breath brings up the memory of their abusive father. Is it okay to continue mm. drinking and having the smell of alcohol on your breath, even though you're not becoming drunk? Yeah, you're not being you're not you, being the dad. You're not being the dad, but it's the smell of alcohol that is triggering that memory of the alcoholic abusive father. So is it, you're not doing anything that's wrong, but is it something that's so simple for you to just not do it all? That would be considered killing that spider to protect your spouse from having that trigger of that trauma come to, Mm. to light. Yeah. And I, man, I love that. That's pretty sure. And I, and I recognize to be able to do those things, you and your spouse have to be very brutally honest with one another because the truth is I don't know what spider to kill if you don't tell me what that spider is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's the worst thing to do is you, and at the same time, you can't be upset at me (laughs) 
<laughs> for not doing it because you didn't tell me about it either. Mm-hmm. And so this is a place where I think to be able to do something like this to kill spiders for one another is that you're going to have to get into a very vulnerable state with, you with your spouse uh, to be able to share some maybe some past traumas, some baggage that you just carried into your marriage. And I mean, the truth is we have all carried in baggage. We've all I mean, me and you had a conversation that weekend that just we just went ahead and just talked a little bit about our baggage on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like and we weren't mad at each other. No, we weren't upset. I mean, we just recognized like, dang, I hope we can protect our kids from the nonsense we dealt with. Uh, and, and and like I've said this before, like nothing ever happens in a vacuum, Mm-mm. you know, and and so that's what we got to recognize when these things happen, are they painful? Absolutely. When we hear about it, absolutely. Uh, but just know when offense takes place and there's what we may call like a habitual sin that's happened and that that's happened in that person's life and it finally comes to light, just know that is something that just didn't happen immediately. Mm-mm. That's something that happened well beforehand. And there's been a lot of shame and guilt and there's a pretty good chance that that person has been want your spouse has been wanting to share it with you, but they're so afraid of the rejection mm-hmm. that they can't and and the consequences because yeah there can be some pretty you know yeah. I mean let's just be honest I mean there's some stuff there, uh, especially if you're not doing anything wrong mm. like you're not doing something that would be wrong or sinful, and why would you have to stop? Mm-hmm. It's more of a, you should stop because it's protecting your spouse. You know, another story that Gary had shared was um, a spouse that had had a previous marriage Mm -hmm. that had ended uh, because um, over video gaming, you know, it was, um, there was of course more to it that had gone into it because of, you know, he didn't share all of the details, but when her new husband would stay up late and play video games, it would trigger her past trauma of her previous husband playing video games all night. And that would cause the memories of, oh my goodness, is my this marriage going to fail? You know, is my marriage in jeopardy because my husband's playing video games? So how could he kill that spider and tell and, and help his wife understand that his marriage to her means more than the video game. Yeah. And that's a conversation that they needed to have. And is that video game mean more to him than his wife? Yeah. You know, does the alcohol mean more than your spouse? So if it's something that you can do without your marriage means more. Yeah. And I mean, to me, and I, I hear, and I hear this, man, it's so true. And it just and what made me come to mind when you brought this up, especially and even when Gary talked about it, was when Paul talks about, you know, your rights, you know, your willingness to give up your rights, especially when it comes to the weaker brother or in this sense, the weaker sister or, or something like that. And once again, that's looking at that scripture and seeing how it's applied to your own marriage, because it's not about my rights. It's about Christ. It's about how can I lift up and build up my my sister in my wife, my sister in Christ, my wife uh, to build her up and to ensure that she is reaching her peak potential mm-hmm. knowing Jesus. And, and that means there are just going to be some things that say, you know what? 
my right to do this is not worth it if it's going to cause her to have to stumble and to view me in a poor light or trigger a memory that brings fear uh, or paralysis to her or just causes her to have an emotional breakdown. And I mean, it's so easy in marriage to just feel like, well, why do I got to give this up? But at the same time, man, I'm living with this. That's what we signed up for. That's what we signed up for. (laughs) That's what we signed up for. For better or for worse. For better or for worse. And, And yes, you can find, you can find a sweet spot. You know, I really believe that, that there there's sweet spots. You know, I always say this, our issues is life is on a pendulum. And our problem is, is that when we, we tend to overcorrect. So we swing to the right and then we realize, oh, this is bad. And then next thing you know, we swing so far to the left and then it becomes an, and it still becomes an issue. And so we've got to find that middle ground mm-hmm. uh, in, in any of those spaces where, you know, I can kill a spider still find ways for doing things. Uh, you at the same time, re- not measuring, you know, for example, your spouse not measuring you to something that happened back then and letting that be the driving force. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think those are things we can do as well too, is that we can, we can, uh, you, you may have that dad who is a jerk and abusive and a drunk. And then uh, you measure, you measure your husband by your dad. And it's like, by that relationship, it's like, no, you can't do that. You cannot do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both, but definitely, you know, the husband can do what he can to say, I won't have that drink. And I will make sure that's not around so you don't have that. And at the same time, you know, you as a spouse can say, okay, I may be doing this. So I've got to remember this, my husband is not my dad. <laughs> uh, therefore, I should not be afraid of how he re- should be afraid of what he does and not measure and believe he's going to do exactly what my dad does. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's a lot that has to be worked there, but I just recognize in the end that definitely does require some some honesty in that way. And communication. It, it does communication there. So that's really cool. So uh, luckily we talked about, we didn't, we didn't find a lot of spiders, I would say, that we needed to to, to squash. I mean, we found one, but nope. we're not going to talk about it. But, uh, but you know, it was like, okay, that's really good, it, you know. Uh, and I think there's just – there's probably more minor things and there are major things. But if you can take care of the, you know – uh, what does it take care of the, the minor things? And the if ma- you can take care of the minor things, then the major things don't happen. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you do stuff. So that's really good. So, well, what about you, honey? Is there anything else that you learned from the conference? Yeah. So I would say this, to, this, this to be just really hit home for me. Uh, it is, what is a secret service I can do for you? Mm. And this was a really like, th- this to me just was like, oof, oof. Oof. And and I love how Gary did, Gary related this because once again, you know, Gary marriage, but lots on spiritual formation, really big on the spirit. You know, that's really where he his his bread and butter is. And he talks about, you know, how Jesus says, you know, do things in secret. Don't let your left hand know what your right does. Go into the closet. If you're fasting, you know, wash your face. No one let no one know you're doing these things because between you and your heavenly father. And once again, you know, how does this relate to my spouse? <laughs> and and man, this just hit me so hard because, you know, I, I get it. And I mean, he, you know, he, he, he even talked about it where it was like, oh, when does he pull out the vacuum? Not when his wife isn't home, but right, before right, right. She, she walks, walks home. in, so he's getting the points for it because he's doing that. And I was like, "Oh man, I know you've been guilty of that." <laughs> now, no, I haven't been guilty of pointing out right when you've come home. What I have been guilty of, okay, what I've been guilty of is I will vacuum, I will do a chore, and then when you come home, I say, "Hey, honey, look at what I did." <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> did you notice yeah, did that you know- <laughs> I did? Yes, I, I want to bring that to light. And I mean, and that to me is a big like, oh man, that hit me so hard <clears throat> because I know that's kind of like when I, because I know my personality and so, and we were talking a little bit, what is our love languages? Okay. Like words of affirmation is something for me. And, you know, the dark side of words for affirmation is that you seek it out and you, and you, and you kind of set yourself up into a place so you can get that, you can get that affirming, that affirming word that just kind of scratches that itch and make you go, Ooh, you know, <laughs> you, know you junkie. Yeah, yeah, total junkie. Yeah. No one talks about that in the love language. They don't. How no. there is a dark side to, to, to that as well, too, where you, where you got to be mindful of that. And the dark side of it is, is how it'll actually, it'll, it'll make us do things in to get that. Uh, and that's never a good thing. Okay. <laughs> Side note on that. Is it because you're not getting it enough? It could be because you may not be getting it enough. And so um, that could be definitely something right there. You, you Maybe you're not getting it enough. And I think that's once again where you and your spouse need to talk about what is the love language. And so your spouse knows what that love language is, uh, where even you, you know, you as the spouse need to be willing to say, hey, honey, I feel like I'm not getting affirmed a lot. Uh, and then the spouse not brushing that off, but mm-hmm. saying, you're right. I, I do need to affirm you a little bit more, uh, in that regard. <laughs> so, and I was even thinking about this. Thing. I even, I even, I even thumbed on this earlier. I was like, I had a perfect opportunity to, to totally not to, to, to just go into this. And I totally did. And I was like, man, I can't, it, it was like, <laughs> so our girls stayed the night at our grant at their grandparents' house last night. And before I had them leave, I made them take care of the, the kitchen because I was like, I don't want to come home. And I definitely know Melissa doesn't want to come home to a dirty kitchen where we have to do our kids chores because no, mm-hmm. that, that forget that. OK, that ain't cool. And so I had the girls do it. And then and then when we were talking, what did I say? You said, guess what I made the kids do? <laughs> you totally took credit for the kids doing the dishes. You said, I got the kids to do the dishes before they left for Grammy's house. I was, I was the hero. You were the I hero. Was the, I was you the hero. You still <laughs> seeked the attention yeah, I, I on did. a chore being done. Yeah, and I didn't even do the chore. And you didn't even do the chore. I got them to do the chore. That, that was good but parenting still, right there. I know, I know. still... <laughs> Did not do the secret service. I know it was no secret service there. Uh, but and and another side note, sorry y'all. Uh, what was it I was griping about today? As I was starting Thanksgiving. Oh, because the the dishes... because the dishes still were not done to completion. The dishwasher was not run, and it was smelly, and there was still some dishes in the side of the sink. Yeah, and I worked and I and I worked at home today, and so you were frustrated, and you're like, "Were you playing video games?" <laughs> like literally, you asked yes. me if I was playing video games. But it was about the dishes not yeah. being done. And you said, well, the kids did the dishes yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So they did not finish the dishes. Yeah, so- the, they did not finish the tasks that you were bragging about getting them to well, do. Well, they finished it. I don't know what in the world happened between then and there, okay? Uh-oh. You probably filled it up and you didn't realize. <laughs> I, okay. Did not, but we're not going to argue. No. no and, you were getting, and you were getting mad at me about it. And what, <laughs> what's a spider I need to kill? Is that what? Uh, and so it was in either ways, and it, it, just, it just cracks me up because you did it right. You're, you're getting frustrated at me. And I was like, no, I didn't play video games this morning. I was actually doing a little work, getting reading done. 
And of course, I will give you props because when I came back home after checking out, you did apologize because you were assuming something. And once again, what's another one cause of con- conflict? Assumption. 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 So you were assuming something and getting frustrated and yes. letting it gnaw on you. But the main point is... Yeah. I could have did a secret service. <laughs> you, were, you could have done a secret service, but you were bragging on a tour that you got the kids to do. Yeah. That still was not completely finished. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's one thing for you to have said, oh, did the kids get the dishes done? And I could... And I mean, and even in that, I could, you know, I even I have to be careful because I could easily be like, oh, yeah, I got them to do it. But really what I if I, I would what I need to be is just, yeah, they got it done. But you know what the funny part was? Hmm. I wasn't even home. I was on the phone. On you were coming home. home. I was excited for you to come home. And there was like an, an, I was like, so, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even get to see the dishes. You, 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 you were telling you, me I about was telling it. you yes. about it. And I mean, that to me, in the end, I was like, yeah, I have to be willing to do things and not get recognition. And I know for me, that is something I need because I know that's a deep seated thing for affirmation. Uh, You know, that goes back into my otter personality uh, where I just love to be affirmed, the center of attention. Uh, I wanted to be about me. And those are those like those dark sides of your personality traits and, and, and telling you the things that I did is not a, it's, it's, it's not, the problem with it is it's not an act of love. It's an act of, a selfishness. It's an act of pride because now it becomes about me and not about you because I'm doing this for you. So uh, I've, I've got to be better about thinking about what can I do for you in secret that's between me and the Lord that no one will ever know about. And maybe, and, and, and maybe you'll know about it, but I'm not the one bringing it up. And have you accomplished one yet? Well, if I told you that it would I be... I just want to know if you've done one in secret, but not what the task is. Why you gotta ask me all this? Which means, no. Yeah, well, have you done a secret service for me? That was not what was spoken to me. You're killing me. Okay, either way. This is supposed to be for both of us, honey. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, no, but I, but like I said, that did bring, that was something I really caught on. And even thinking about it today, I was like, man, that was like, it, I was convicted by that because there was a simple place to have done it. And I had already forgotten about it. And I was like, man, I really need to really just be mindful on, on that as well, too. So there we are. Well, I mean, do you have any final thoughts, any final comments about just the weekend? Anything else that was discussed or just... Uh, what went down or anything? Nope. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I certainly enjoyed the weekend and I was so thankful was. for how you put it together uh, and you planned all of it. And uh, I know everyone who was there who was truly blessed. And most definitely, if you need, if you want, it, like I, I would say a marriage speaker, if you're wanting to do a marriage conference, Gary Thomas is your guy. Yeah, definitely get a hold of Gary Thomas. Loves to do conferences at churches. Uh, really great guy. Real down to earth. Uh, real cool guy. And I mean, the one thing I appreciate about him was you could like you sometimes 
you you wonder to yourself like does this guy actually practice what he preaches? He, to- he definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> he definitely does. And you could totally just see it with how he was interacting with his wife and just how he looked at her and talked with her just in normal conversation. And it was like, oh, yeah, this guy totally does practice what he preaches. He mm-hmm. is really he he's really adamant about this and rightfully so. Uh, and so I just I just appreciate it all, and it was good stuff. It was. It, it was, was a great stuff. weekend. And definitely, um, I would say even after all of the the conferences and weekends away we've we've had, we've learned we've learned a lot, we've gleaned a lot, and we've put a lot into practice. So even though we give each other a hard time, <laughs> I'm I will look forward to those secret acts. <laughs> I will be on the hunt for them <laughs> so I can catch you in them. Okay, and I will do everything I can to not tell you I'm doing those. So things. if you I find them in secret, I can give you the words yes, of affirmation. Yes, but you should just give me affirmation just because. Well, I can do that, yeah, but I want to I want to make it a mission to see if I can find the yeah, secret chores that yeah, you, you do. Yeah, make it a mission, but just okay. give me, just give me the affirmation without it. You don't have to find it. You should just give me the oh, affirmation. Oh, good job, baby. Oh, thanks. I feel so good about that. <laughs> Then. Well, I, I guess we got. Look at this. This is like one of the shortest pods. Well, this is the shortest, shortest podcast. podcast we have done, but it was really good, really fun, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, we hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. It'll be good. Uh, me and Melissa will definitely be talking about what we want to possibly focus on over the next few weeks and where we could possibly go. I think there's still the idea of maybe just going through the book, the book Married Sex since we talked about that last time and really just kind of digging through that a little bit. Uh, and we got lots of ideas. And if anything, I just say just pray for us because we want to do the best we can with this podcast. But man, like I said, it's not a lack of ideas. It's just sitting down and doing it man because you always feel like there's there's something else to be done uh, and I mean me and you are already you know we, we work full time we do all this fun stuff and you know we have fam- our family our girls we have our mar- all these other things and we love doing this but at the same time it, it almost you're like man can we maybe there's something else to be done I don't know we still got it going we still got it going so yeah but just definitely just pray that it keeps going on that way so uh, with us, with that said, I'm Josh. I'm Melissa. And thank you so much for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>